It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. I'm the youngest of six children, and while we're all adults and parents ourselves now, every once in a while, sibling rivalry rears its head, or we find ourselves not quite as close as we once were. In her new book, Mom Still Likes You Best, The Unfinished Business Between Siblings, Jane, I say, turns her wisdom to the bond between brothers and sisters and shows us how differences caused by family feuds, marriages, distance, or ancient history can be overcome. Hi, Jane. Welcome to Amy's table. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. You know, it's funny. I I love your very first suggestion for working on a better, better relationship with your siblings. Childhoods like Vegas. Tell us what you mean there. Well, it turns out that because our relationships were so intense when we were kids, when we see our brothers and sisters, uh, we're often reminded of, of very powerful events that happened when we were little. And so if you have a sister who bit you, if she says something biting, you're back in childhood. And the first piece of advice is let those memories of your childhood grow up so that you can encounter, encounter each other as grown-ups. You know, it's funny because as I mentioned when I introduced you, I'm the baby of six. I live my life in the real world like a normal person till I'm with my siblings and I'm immediately (laughs) the baby again, you know? (laughs) So it's true. It's like you are so rooted there. It's interesting to me. But you say like Vegas, what happens in childhood should stay in childhood. Yes, particularly if you have uh, old gripes. Um, Here's here's another example. Nobody likes the favorite child. Were you the favorite? Maybe. <laughs> well, they might have been a little hostile to you, and a little jealous of you from time to time. And and here again, so what if you were the favorite? You didn't choose to be the favorite. Your parents chose you. And if they want to be mad at somebody, they should be mad at the folks. So let's give up that that all those old feelings about the favorite or about the smart one or the pretty one or the good one or the bad one, and just be the people we are today because the really important bonds are always there. And if we can give up our childhood memories and annoyances, we can be so much closer. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Well, you know, one of the things you talk about is, of course, you're going to go to Thanksgiving or you're going to go to weddings, but you're saying we should show up at the smaller events in each other's lives. Yeah, I think that's just a way of showing how much you love each other. You know, it's very often the case that the people you really care about are the last people to hear words of affection from you. You may say to yourself, well, she knows I love her. But if you turn up at an event where she's making a, a, a presentation or at one of her kids' ball games or at, an, at a birthday party or so on, that's a way of showing, not just saying how much you care. Yeah. And it means everything. You know, it's funny, uh, just to draw on personal experience again, uh, my sister and her husband, when I was living in Chicago, flew from Texas, Houston, to Chicago and surprised me at a restaurant one night. And I've got to tell you, I was so excited, I burst into tears. <laughs> I, was, I knew that. I was going to say it. How long did you cry? I did. It was, and, and I cherish that night for as long as I live. I really, yeah. and so it's true. Now, maybe not all of us are going to have to fly from state to state and, you know, yeah. show up at a restaurant, but showing up matters, definitely. 
That's it's really true, and it's unforgettable. Yeah, really is. Well, you say stop being the family mole, and I've got to say it's not my family; it's a friend's family I'm referring to here. <laughs> <laughs> but well, what about this whole family mole thing? Well, you know, one of the things I learned in doing research for Mom Still Likes You Best is that a lot of the tension between and among siblings comes from them everybody talking about each other and also talking to mom and dad about each other. And if you really want to take a lot of attention out, you just it's like you put, you're putting ice on up on a bee bite. Just quit the gossip, quit the talking, uh, quit the quit the backbiting, quit the secrets, you know, I'm telling you this Jenny but don't tell Molly. Right. Stop it. Right. And it just takes a lot of the it takes a lot of the anxious energy out of the relationship. You don't really want that energy. You want to be relaxed with each other. And, you know, that's one of those things, I guess, there's no tip to get there. It's just cold turkey, right? You just have to stop. Yeah. One of the women I interviewed really wanted to get close to her sister, so she stopped talking about her sister to their mom. I talked to her recently, and I said, how's it going? She said, you know, I fell off the wagon. <laughs> and I started to talk, talking to mom about her again, and we got just in the same trouble we were always in. Interesting. That's really good advice and probably harder for most of us than, you know, I mean, that's that's a tough one. It's it's natural, especially in a large family, I can yeah. say. <laughs> if, well, and the other thing is if there's something that's important, if you hear something from your sister that it's important her, that your brother know, you can say to your sister, you'd better tell George. Right, right. Definitely. Doesn't mean don't communicate. No, it just means don't carry tales. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Jane. I say she's the author of Mom Still Likes You Best, The Unfinished Business Between Siblings. And you also say we need to mind our manners. Yeah, well, this is something also that is so obvious, but I, but it was a discovery for me. I, I, I was talking to a woman who said, whenever my sister sees me, she says, oh, I don't like that, sh- that blouse you're wearing. And I thought to myself, you would never say that to a friend. You would never be mean to a friend. But uh, again, be, the idea that you're all family and you can say anything you think is probably not such a good idea. Um, so, so be kind. Because if a, if a sibling is mean or cutting or jo- makes jokes about you, it really hurts. Yeah. It does. And sometimes you do hear yourself saying something to a sibling you would never. I love your example of would you say to a friend, did you brush your teeth? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and the other thing is if you go into a friend's kitchen and it's filthy, you don't say a word. Yeah. No, it's true. But if you'd say it to your sister, probably in a heartbeat. (laughs) Right. Well, I like that you say technology for friendships or for relationships with your siblings really is helpful. Yeah, this is a very good thing because you can choose the intensity of the technology depending on how comfortable you are with each other and how much time you have. I know sisters who talk three times a day on the telephone because that's how they live. I also know brothers and sisters who text each other occasionally a loving email just to say, I'm thinking of you for somebody that you're not that close to. And it allows you to stay at the at the proper level of connection without losing connection. And when you're really busy and you're running around, 
texting is a great thing. That is a good thing. I I was recently lucky to start using technology for my family. I call myself the birthday fairy now because there are the six kids, all of the spouses, all of the children, and it's a lot of birthdays to keep track of. And so I've just set it up on an automatic Google alert that I send my siblings an alert for everybody's birthday. And it's really kind of helped, you know, I mean, not we obviously remember each other's, but all the kids, there's a lot of kids between us all. And so that's another way that you can use technology to kind of keep everybody... May I use that in my next lecture? <laughs> Why, of course you may. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's great. It is. It's great. And and it's easy to, you know, update email addresses and things like that if all you can do is shoot off an email. I've been really happy with it, and, and uh, that's what I call myself, the birthday fairy. So. That's fabulous. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing is we talk about spouses, our, our brothers and sisters' spouses. How uh-huh. do you say that plurally? And so there's one you don't like. That runs into trouble. Yeah, well, this is this is one of the most one of the most common ways of of siblings separating in adulthood is if one of them marries somebody you don't like, and you know a lot of people we want our brothers and sisters to be happy and in love, and whether what we think about the spouse is really not relevant, but it gets in the way, and very often the spouse, the newcomer, if if the newcomer isn't welcomed really warmly by everybody, he or she isn't going to like the family. And that's just the story. And you know it, and I know it. Yeah. So, if you, it, it, let's say your brother gets engaged to a woman who you really don't have much, re, don't think he's got much reason to marry, get to know her. You will find things you have in common. At least you can begin with the fact that you both love this guy your brother, mm-hmm. and she loves him too. And you will learn, you will figure out ways to make a connection outside of how your parents respond, outside of how your other siblings respond, outside of everything but your own relationship with this sister-in-law or brother-in-law. And it can make an enormous difference because the brother, I'm, I'm using that example right. because it's mostly with brothers, the brother, is, if asked to choose between the love of his life and his family, who's he going to choose? Yeah, exactly. What do they say when girls get married, you gain a son, but when boys get married, you lose a son? Right. And, and if you, you want to keep them. Yeah. I have two sons, and I have wonderful relationships with their wives, uh, and, and I'm blessed by that, but it didn't happen by sitting around and thinking about it, let me say that. Yeah, exactly. If you want, yeah, that's an important, that's a really important one. And, you know, tip number 10 kind of goes back to before mind your manners mm-hmm. and what would you say. But, you know, this would create peace across tables and families across the, across nation, the nation if everyone would just lay off the politics, religion, and you say high high fructose corn syrup. We have vegetarians yeah. and non-vegetarians. <laughs> I think oh. that's wonderful. Actually, uh, I got that tip particularly with, from a woman I was riding on a train with recently who um, who has a brother-in-law who really, 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 really disagrees with her politics, and she really, really disagrees with his. And she was going home for a family reunion. Uh, this was a second husband of her sister, and they were going at it something. And she called her sister and said, uh, I'm really a little nervous about coming down for the for the family reunion. And her sister said, look, honey, uh, this is my second husband. You've been my sister all my life. I told him to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and, he did, and it went beautifully. Yeah. You know, you, you, 
by and large, with, in most of the world, if you disagree about politics with work, workplace people or friends, you don't discuss it. Exactly. So why should you bring it up as a bone of contention at a, with a family? And I'm telling you, politics, particularly in this age of anger and rage and all of that, politics can spoil, po- political differences can spoil an evening faster than anything. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And I'll tell you what, be the well-behaved one, don't bring it up, and Mom will like you best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's really great information, Jane, and I'm going to put all of your information about Mom Still Likes You Best, The Unfinished Business Between Siblings by Jane Isay on amystable.com. But I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing this great information. I'm closer to my siblings already. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Thank Goodbye. you, Jane. Thanks. My pleasure. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.